Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. we got a good show for you today. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to uh, open it with a word of prayer and then begin the service. Good, I petition you that you open the minds and hearts of the brothers and sisters who are listening to me, that they're able to understand and to be able to apply what they learn to their daily lives and to be able to cope with their daily problems, to have a solution always, a spiritual solution to all of their problems. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Some life changes are so obvious, others take notice right away. In Mark 5, chapter 5, verses 1 through 20, Jesus changed the life of a demon-possessed man. He sent the now demon-free man back home to tell his family and friends what happened. But the change in him was obvious. When a person becomes a Christian, the results are usually obvious. The people in your life can remember what your life was like before you met Christ. In the days ahead, they'll see how you live out that change. But being Christ-like or Yeshua-like takes courage. The Bible is filled with examples of people who face the choice of either being courageous or letting their fears tell them how to act. For example, in Exodus chapter 3, God had just finished speaking with Moses through a burning bush. Although this was an incredible miracle, Exodus 4 relates how Moses was afraid people wouldn't believe that God had actually spoken to him. He had to choose between giving in to his fears or facing them head on. Eventually, Moses chose to draw courage from God to complete the task God had given him. As people observe the way you live, they may have questions, but you're not expected to have all the answers. Your responsibility is to only share what God has done for you and what you have learned, not to be the Bible expert. If you don't know the answer, you can always say, that's a good question. Can I find out the answer and get back with you later? Your changed life may have such a greater impact on those with whom you have have relational bridges already built than a stranger who may speak more eloquently. So what we learn from here is that the calling did not expect you to absorb the Bible within one day. And you shouldn't fear, after you've made changes, to be able to talk with people about the little you've learned when you start making changes. Those things should come uh well it should come naturally because with the love of Christ or the love of Yeshua, the spirit grows in you and the spirit speaks for you. 
So this is something we we should remember is that let the spirit speak for us. Don't do the talking ourselves. Let the spirit motivate us. All right, now I'm going to go into the Bible reading. It says that uh, Numbers of Bermidmar, chapter 24. When Balaam saw that it pleased Adonai to bless Israel, he didn't go, as at uh, other times, to make use of divination, but look out, out toward the desert. Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and he made his pronouncement. This is the speech of Balaam, son of Beor, the speech of the man whose eyes have been opened. The speech of him who hears God's words, who sees Shaddai sees, Shaddai sees, who has fallen yet has open eyes. How lovely are your tents, Yochav, your encampments, Israel. They spread out like valleys, like gardens by the riverside, like succulent aloes planted by good, like set of trees next to the water. Water will flow from their branches. Their sea will have plen will have water aplenty. Their king will be higher than Agag, and his kingdom lifted high. God who brought them out of Egypt gives them the strength of a wild ox. They will devour the nations opposing them, break their bones, pierce them with their arrows. When they lie down they crutch like a lion or like a lioness who dares to rouse it. Blessed be all who bless you. Cursed be all who curse you. Balak blazed with fury against Balaam. He struck his hands together and said to Balaam, I summon you to curse my enemies, but here you have done nothing but bless them three times already. Now you had better escape to your own place, I had planned to reward you very well, but now good has deprived you of payment. Balaam answered Balak, Didn't I tell you, the messenger you sent me, that even if Balak would give me his palace full of silver and gold, I could not of my own accord go beyond the word of, a, of good to do either good or bad? That's what Adonai said is what I would say. But now that I am going to going back to my own people. Come, I will warn you what this people will do to your people in Archer Hyaman. So he made his pronouncement. 
This is the speech of Elam, son of Boar, the speech of a man whose eyes have been opened, the speech of him who hears God's words, who knows what Elyon knows, who sees what Sadai sees, who has fallen yet has opened eyes. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not soon. A star will step forth from Yochav, a scepter will arise from Israel to crush the corners of Moab and destroy all descendants of Sheph. His enemies will be his possessions. Edom and Shea are possessions. Israel will do vagantly. From Yoker will come someone who will rule, and he will destroy what is left of the city. He saw Amalek and made his dispronouncement. First among nations was Amalek, but destruction will be in its end. He saw Kenai and made his dispronouncement. Though your dwelling is firm, your nest set on rock. Kayim will be wasted while captive to Asher. Finally, he made this pronouncement. Oh no, who can live with God does this, but ships will come from the coast of Kittim to subdue Asher and subdue ever, but they too will come to destruction. Then Balaam got up, left, and returned to his home, and Balak too went his way. So we see here that God uh, did not curse the children of Israel or allow them to be cursed, but uh, but had a blessing to come upon them. And this is what we want in our lives. We want to please God enough where we are blessed and not cursed. It goes to say, Israel stayed at Shechem, and there the people began whoring with the women of Moab. These women invited the people to sacrifices of their gods, where the people ate and bowed down to their gods. With Israel thus joined to Baal Peor, the anger of Adonai blazed up against Israel. Adonai said to Moshe, Take all the chiefs of the people and hang them facing the sun before Adonai, so that the raging fury of Adonai will turn away from Israel. Moshe said to the judges of Israel, Each of you is to put to death those in his tribe who have joined themselves to Baal Peor. Just then, in the sight of Moshe, the whole community of Israel, as they were weeping at the entrance to the tent of meeting, a man ran from Israel, came by, bringing to his family a woman from Midian. When Pinchar, the son of Elisha, the son of Ahor, and the Kohan saw it, he got up from the middle of the crowd, took a spear in his hand, and pursued the man from Israel right into the inner part of the tent where he thrust his spear through both of them, the man from Israel and the woman through her stomach. Thus was the plague among the people of Israel stopped. Nevertheless, 24,000 died in the plague. Good said to Moshe, Pinchar, the son of Elisar, the son of Ahor, and the Kohan, has deflected my anger from the people of Israel by being as zealous as I am so that I didn't destroy them in my own zeal. Therefore say, I am giving him my covenant of shalom, 
making a covenant with him and his descendants after him, that the office of Kohan will be theirs forever. This is because he was zealous on behalf of his God and made atonement for the people of Israel. The name of the man from Israel who was killed, put to death with the women from Midian, was Zimri, the son of Shalah, leader of one of the clans from the tribe of Shimon. The name of the woman from Midian who was killed was Kozbi, the daughter of Tazar, and he was head of the people in one of the clans of Midian. Adonai said to Moshe, Treat the Midian as enemies and attack them, because they are treating you as enemies by the trickery they use to deceive you in Peor incident, and in the affair of their sister Kuzbi, the daughter of the leader from Midian, the woman who was killed on the day of the plague in Peor incident, after the plague. So we see here good giving them an order, letting them know that the people are going to try and attack them. They're their enemies. They're going to try and pursue them because of Kazbi, who was killed with uh, Zimri. And that was a trap all the time to try and trick the children of Israel into serving their gods and becoming their servants again. So we see here good eyes are open, and there's something we need to adhere to is that if we're giving biblical advice, we need to take it because good eyes are open for us at all times, and he knows all things. And we should accept the fact that he is all-knowing and all-seeing and accept discipline from him. All right, that is my lesson for today. Uh, I'm going to say a prayer, and I'll be leaving you. Good, I petition you, open the hearts of the brothers and sisters, enable them to be able to understand what is being taught to them, to understand the lessons at hand. I pray that it is enough spiritual food given to them on a day-to-day basis that they are able to cope with their problems and to learn from the scriptures. I pray that you open their hearts and minds to a forgiving state and a loving state, a state of purity of heart, where it is open for righteous things and righteous settings. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.